when coming on TV, you really want to differentiate yourself from everyone else in your industry and be that expert that everyone in your area knows. This is good to get on TV, but honestly, for your business in general. It's Jillian, and this is my podcast all about nutrition, entrepreneurship, and motherhood. If you're ready, open, and dedicated to making daily habit changes that will help you have it all, then you're in the right place. Let's get started. Welcome to It's Jillian, a podcast about what to eat, what to wear, reducing mom guilt, relationships, the journey as an entrepreneur, and finding unwavering self-confidence. It is my mission to help you excel one step or episode at a time. I'm Jillian, and before we dive into this episode, I want to share a little bit about the What's for Dinner Club with you. This is a membership that I created, honestly, because I needed this. Every week, you'll get sent a text that has four easy, healthy dinner recipes and a grocery list. Each recipe has variations for gluten-free, plant-based, and even kid-friendly ideas, because we all know making multiple meals a night for dinner is just the worst, so we're trying to avoid that here. Plus, each week, the recipes have ingredients that overlap. That means that you're going to be saving more at the grocery store and wasting less food. So no more rotten spinach in your fridge. Okay. So I would love to share an amazing promo code with my podcast listeners. Just go to whatsfitnerclub.com, use promo code podcast, and you will get a free month to try it out and see what you think. When creating your brand or business, there's so many ways to promote yourself and you know, you might not know where to start. It can feel super overwhelming. TV gigs are a great option to get you exposure and honestly amazing credibility to further your brand. Now, not everyone might be able to land a TV gig or really know where to start. So today's episode is all about that. I will explain the three main tips on how to land that gig and give you a step-by-step process. I have been doing TV for over five years and so I've had a lot of failures, a lot of successes and really developed a system and process to make sure that you not only get TV gigs regularly, but that producers end up calling you and asking you to do stuff versus constantly pitching yourself. So we're going to dive into this now. My first tip to getting on TV is to become the local expert first. Now, when coming on TV, you really want to differentiate yourself from everyone else in your industry and be that expert that everyone in your area knows. This is good to get on TV, but honestly, for your business in general. And really, it helps you establish yourself locally and grow a reputation. So there's a few things you can do for this. Now, number one is establish your presence on social media. That just means sharing content that is in your niche, connecting with other local people, and really building that audience. Also, attending local events. So getting out there, networking. When people go to an event, you want them to know you as the expert in your field. So I want to be the dietitian, right, in my local area in Gilbert, Arizona. I want people to think of me when they're looking for a speaker or someone to join their podcast or to attend an event. So really getting yourself local locally established is so important. And then you'll start to see that you grow nationally too. So another idea you can do is to get involved with local publications. There's honestly so many out there. Head over to a coffee shop or gym or any local store, and you usually see some local publications there. And there are usually lifestyle magazines that highlight people in the community. So it's really easy to get into these publications. I have been shocked at how easy it is. But when you think about it, 
they are looking for content. They're constantly looking for people to promote and ways to fill up their regular publications. So look at these local publications, contact the editors and get yourself in them. I actually got a full two-page spread in a local publication that not only is great for exposure in the magazine, but then I can use those images to post on my website, to share with brands, and it just gives you that extra credibility too. You also want to connect with other local experts. They are the ones that are out there. They are known in their field. And so you want to connect with them so that you can build that network, whether that's attending events or again, joining podcasts, be on their podcasts, do swaps where you can be on each other's podcasts or even just doing Instagram lives together is a great place to start. That way you can really connect with them and they think of you when they are looking for experts in your field. Corporate connections are another great way because those businesses usually have time and money that they can invest in certain things. So they want you to be involved and you want your name to come top of mind when they're looking for someone. Now, one thing I love to do to encourage people to get started on this is, again, it can feel super overwhelming. Where do you start? Networking is really so important. So I like to encourage my clients that I work with for one-on-one mentorship to make a list of 20. This is 20 people that you know that have some sort of influence. They have connections locally, even if it's not necessarily exactly in your space of work, but they just know people or they have a great presence and you think that they would have some advice for you. Make a list of your 20 and then slowly work through your way through that list and reach out to them, whether that is grabbing coffee with them or serving them in some way so that they can think of you and give you advice. So make that list of 20 so that you can find ways to become that local expert and have them help you. And of course, make sure you are always sharing how you can serve them. A lot of times, you know, I hear more and more people saying like, oh my gosh, another coffee day. I don't have time for this. So constantly saying how you can serve them so that they see value in providing their time and services to you too. All right, the next big thing about getting on TV is crafting an irresistible pitch. So once you maybe have some connections, maybe you got emails from producers, and honestly, you can find emails from producers just online. You can also connect with hosts from TV shows on social media and start to build a relationship there because they're constantly pitching to producers too. So once you get that connection, you have the email, you have the name of someone, and you want to write a pitch for a TV segment, there's a couple of things that you should do. So remember that a pitch explains who you are, what you do, and what you're trying to provide the service or product for. So what problem you are solving. And you want to have an amazing pitch that people can read and instantly want you. Like they are so excited by the short content that you provided that they have to reach out to you. It really has to be short, engaging, and timely for them to want to connect with you. And they've even done some studies on this and found that 91% of journalists prefer pitches to be under 200 words. So if you're someone that like can write a million words and sentences and just have these really long emails, don't do that. Have someone else edit it for you. And 94% of journalists would like to receive pitches via email. So luckily that's an easy way for us to connect with them is just through email. And again, you can find a lot of their email addresses just online. Now, to do this, when you're getting known as the expert in the field, you really want to sell them on your business idea and your brand and help them understand the value of it. So it's so important to have a good pitch so you can properly communicate your goals and your mission to the TV station. And then they're going to see the value in it. They're going to really want to share it with their audience because the more value that they can provide to their audience, the 
more views and publicity that they get, right? That's what they're looking for. So always keeping in mind what their goals is really, really important when you are creating these pitches. That way you can develop a relationship with them. They can trust you. You know that it's a win-win for everyone. That's kind of the goal here. Now, how do you create these amazing pitches? First, research and personalize your pitch. You really want to make sure that your pitch speaks to their audience. I can't tell you how many different media trainings and things I've been to. And people that are producers are, I mean, they get so many pitches a day, like hundreds. So their inboxes are crazy. And how many of them they feel like, why would this person even send this to me? Like, this doesn't speak to my audience at all, whether it's the wrong demographic, the wrong age range. So for me, for like the Western Air Club, I'm speaking to typically busy moms that health and nutrition is important, but time is such an issue. They need it to be convenient. So in speaking to that, I'm always looking for audiences that are going to connect with that message, right? So I don't want to send a pitch to some sort of like men's focused TV show or something, right? That's not typically who my audience is. And so if I sent that, they probably would be like, well, this is great, but not great for us. So really research the outlet and then personalize your pitch to them. You really want to craft your pitch to be unique and timely. So think of holidays, national days. I mean, if you just do like a national day search, there's everything. There's like national hot dog day even. So (laughs) you can really come up with anything or even current events that are happening. How can you take a current event that's happening right now? Let's say, you know, prices are higher, inflation. How can you twist that to speak to your service. For example, grocery prices are higher right now. So I can speak to the Western Dinner Club being a great resource to reduce your grocery store costs because the ingredients overlap between recipes and dinners for the week, right? So that's a great way we could take something that is current and trending right now that's in the news. People are talking about it on TV shows and in publications and then make it fit to your service or your business. Now, remember we talked about this, but keeping it concise is so important. So when crafting a pitch, let's start with your email, right? You have the email address of the producer, then your subject line. You really want your subject line to be to the point, but still have something catchy and fun with it, something compelling. So typically I would put something like, TV pitch and then either put like a colon and then a catchy title, three ways to do this or beating inflation with this solution, things like that. That's a really catchy title that's going to catch their attention. Then in the email, you want to introduce yourself. If you have any sort of connection to them or their audience, throw that in there. Maybe you knew like, hey, so-and-so connected me to you, or I've been watching your show for years, or my favorite episode recently was blah, blah, blah. Anything that gives them a little catch, short and concise still, right? Then I usually include three different ideas, three different pitches with a catchy title that I bold. So it could be beating inflation with grocery store shopping or something like that. And then three bullets underneath it, three main things that I'm going to share in that pitch. So finally, you want to end with a call to action. What action do you want their audience to take? Whether it's a special promotion you're sharing with them, a website you're directing them to, a way to get your product or work with you, you want to plug that in there. So again, three different compelling subjects just like that so that they can have a couple of options to choose to work with you. And honestly, I've had times where the producer is like, let's just do all three. And that's awesome too. 
Finally, you want to proofread your pitch. And that's really important. I know that's not my zone of genius. As far as grammar, spelling, I seem to misread things and breeze over. So I always have my husband, Eric, review it, but have a best friend, have someone proofread it and also maybe give you some ideas on how you could even make it more concise or, you know, cut out certain phrases and things like that. You have to follow up on these. Like I mentioned, producers get so many emails. Again, so many media trainings I've been on, the producers are just like overwhelmed with content. They need content. So they're constantly looking. So keep following up. Even having something like an Excel sheet with the producers or stations that you're reaching out to and the date that you send your pitch and then just do it either monthly or quarterly, resend new ideas. So keep reaching out to them. Don't feel discouraged if they don't get back to you right away. A lot of times they don't. (laughs) But I've had so many times where I keep following up and either they do reach out to me when they have a story that they need covered or suddenly I'll get someone will contact me. I have no idea how they contacted me, but this producer was getting all my emails, I came top of mind and they forwarded my information to someone else. So I think just being consistent is really, really the key here to get in there. And then once you get in there, you have to build the relationship. So that's tip number three, which is over delivering for the producers and for the TV station. And what I mean by that is you want them to think of you and say, man, she is so easy to work with. She takes care of so many things. She writes introductions for the host for me. So a lot of times before, you know, when they approve a pitch, I will send like a sample introduction that the host can say and more fleshed out questions for them to say so that the producer doesn't even have to do that. Respond to emails in a timely manner, getting back to them quickly is so important because they're constantly on the go. And honestly, sometimes they're very last minute. So getting back to them is so, so key. Even having an awesome display of products. You know, if you are going to come in to do a segment and for me, a lot of times it involves food. So just to have like a ho-hum display of food, not fun, right? So I like to really have a robust display, which for me is a lot more time and money to develop that, but it looks awesome. And they want to invite me back because their audience members are, that's appealing. It looks good. So having an awesome display is even one way to really over deliver. I also love to leave little goodies behind for the hosts and the producers. For me, a lot of times it ends up being some sort of food that I made, but even if you have things for your business, whether it's stickers or products that you can leave, things like that to leave little goodies for them and their team that just warms their heart a little bit. So that certainly doesn't hurt. I've seen people leave like gift baskets and things like that. So it's really up to you, but I think that just helps build the relationship even further. Also sending any pictures, B-roll, those you can send ahead of time. So ahead of time, you can send pictures of your product, or maybe you have a video file of an event that shows you coaching at a on stage, like literally sending them as much content ahead of time so that they can build that into your segment is so helpful to them. The more they have, the better, because that way they can really make your segment super robust and really pleasing for their audience too. And the big thing here that you want to get into, which is now a point where I'm at in my career with TV is they're asking me to come. I'm not having to pitch myself very much. They are coming up with ideas that they need covered. And when they have something, they are asking me. So it's a lot less of my time doing outreach. And that way you can kind of build that relationship or even get into a, some sort of reoccurring segment. So maybe they do something where it's like Jillian's corner and then you come once a month and do something like that. (laughs) But, but that's the idea of getting into a relationship with them and having that opportunity to get that exposure and get that credibility without spending so much of your time doing that. 
So those are just a few ideas to get you started when you get in there first to build that relationship with them, really crafting an amazing pitch so that they can't say no to what you're sharing, following up, following up and following up because we know that you have to constantly follow up and then over delivering for them, really creating an amazing experience so that they have to say yes to you. The one last thing I'll throw in here too is if you do have some sort of media kit, media reel. And to be honest, when I first started, I had none of that. So <laughs> I didn't have anything I can share. If you have a video about your brand or even just linking to a social media account, your LinkedIn or your website, something like that, include that in your pitch too. That way they can learn more about you and really connect the ideas of content that you're sharing with who you are and showing that, again, you're that expert. Even we talked about local expert, right? So even if you got some sort of local publication, You could say, here's my three ideas. And if you want to learn more about me, here's a link to the latest publication that I was featured in, right? So all of it kind of fits together to make a really compelling argument for you to be the expert that's going to be on TV. Now, before we wrap up, don't forget to rate and review this podcast for a chance to win a free What's For Dinner Club swag bag. I'm going to include a couple of things. I have fun stuff like coasters and pop sockets and fun stickers. So definitely rate and review, and then I'll be picking some winners. And of course, we have the amazing promotion for the What's For Dinner Club. Use promo code podcast to get a free month of the What's For Dinner Club. I know once you're in there, you guys are going to love it. And I didn't even share this too. As part of the club, we even have monthly giveaways. So you can win some awesome stuff just by posting pictures of your dinners. I love obviously giving things away. It's so fun. Don't forget to connect with me on Instagram with more media tips and send me a direct message with your biggest takeaway from this episode. I'd love to hear what really sat with you, what was helpful. And of course, if you get on TV, you better be sending me the link. I want to see which segment you had and kind of follow the process of how you got on there. And if any of this stuff was helpful to you, I'd love to hear that. Thank you so much for tuning in to It's Jillian and we will see you next week.